This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Bachelorette Rehab Up. I'm Amy here, as always, with the lovely Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing tonight? Amy, you've brought me into this dark room and with a metal chair, and you're asking me to tell you my deep, dark secrets. Well, here's my secret, Amy. I'm boring, and I have no good secrets. Like, I'm, That's why I watch this show, because I need a little, a little adventure. Need a little fodder. <laughs> Maybe your secret is that you podcast about the likes of The Bachelorette. Um, it's like an open secret. I um, I recently started a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the interview, I did mention my the podcast, and now you know people talk about it sometimes. And I, I now work with a, a friend who who listens to the podcast. And then when I got to this new job, I learned that this friend who is a good friend because she's very supportive of this podcast, like told everyone to listen to it. So by the time I got to the job, some people were like, yeah, yeah, this person told told us to listen to it. So, yeah, I'm like, great. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know how I would feel about that. I feel fine about it because I love attention. Must be a cool workplace if it was. It's a good. It's a. It's a. Yeah, it's a great workplace. Yeah. Yeah, this was an interesting setup for one of the dates, the only real, you know, group date that we got to see. But before we get into that, we missed doing news last week. Yeah, we did. Okay, but before I get into my hypothetical, let's talk about news. Yeah. All right. So last week we missed kind of the baby news. Um, so a few babies were born in Bachelor Nation, that, at least the ones we know of. Um, so Lauren Bushnell, now Lauren Lane, and Chris Lane had their baby um, about a week ago. Dutton, a boy. Mm-hmm. And then Ari and Lauren had their twins, and now they've recently revealed the names of the twins senna and lux so lux is the boy the girl is senna all right how would you senna rate james, senna james, oh, sorry. lux jacob yeah how would you rate these names i don't remember what dutton's middle name is maybe dutton I, james i I, hmm, I really loved the name senna okay 
son of James. I think that's cute. Until somebody, I, I read a thread. I can't remember. It was on Reddit or one of the many bachelor part groups I'm a part of on Facebook. Um, but they they mentioned that Senna is um, a natural laxative. That did come up when I Googled the name. <laughs> so I was uh, like, many, is this a, a name? Yeah. But yeah, it seems like a like it's kind of a shorthand for a drug for a laxative. It, yeah, it's a flower. Um, I, I think maybe their their naming convention was after a, a race car driver. That's what, something else I read. Oh. Um, it is on a list of like Dutch baby names, so I think too like yeah. this heritage I think came into play with Alessia as well. Yeah, I love. I still love the name Alessia. I think that's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have to say, way, way, way below is Dutton. Yeah. I just don't find it flows very well. Dutton Lane. It sounds like a little contrived to like make him be a country star. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm very out on on the name Lux. <laughs> Just not for me personally. If that's what you have named your child, I am sorry. My yeah. opinion is bad. I watch The Bachelor. I don't love it, especially for a realtor, because I feel like that's what you describe your listings. Like, oh, this Lux condo. Yeah. And so Lux Lion Dyke, it's like, again, trying to like create that race car name or the um, realtor name or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I agree with those ratings as well. But you know, if we didn't know about Senna before then, I think she'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something any, like, elementary kids would know about to be able to tease her. About. I don't think so. Yeah. And it's not even, like, when I think of laxatives, it's, it's not even, like, the top ten yeah. that come to mind for me personally. <laughs> exactly. So, we also had um, a story com- come out. Um, Rachel Lindsay published an essay in New York magazine. Mm-hmm. And now that she's like free of her contract, she can go into more details about her experience. Um, did you get to read that article? I did. I read it about mm, 40 minutes ago okay. when I remembered I should read this. Um, it was a great article. I expect nothing less of Rachel Lindsay. Um, she, she continues to be such a an important and wonderful voice um, in a community that has often not shown her the respect she deserves. Um, I, I, if you haven't read it, you should. Mm-hmm. Scott, we're going to send this to you to put in the show notes, probably. We'll try um, to remember that. <laughs> but linked on New York Magazine, linked on... Um, Culture. Yeah, a lot of different places. It's, yeah, a, it's a great article. So yeah, it goes into a lot of stuff. It talks about her experience. Um, again, I, I think we've mentioned it on podcasts in the past where um, the black people in our communities don't owe us as white people anything. Um, they don't owe us lessons mm-hmm. when we could be learning them ourselves. Um, but but when these when these people do take the time to teach us something, like it's it's our duty to to take in that information and appreciate it and learn from it and give it the respect it deserves. And I think that piece was fantastic. I think the photos, this is besides the point, but they were so beautiful. Um, And one thing Rachel did mention on her Instagram um, on the cover there, the headline was, oops, I blew up the bachelor. And she was pretty disappointed in that choice because it was not a quote from her. It was not her intention. And that's not, that's not her that was not her purpose of any of this. And I think that um, 
here, why don't I just read her statement? That, <laughs> why don't I just do that? That makes way more sense. Yeah, a lot of times with these um, articles, I mean, we hear a lot of when people are saying like, oh, the interviewer misconstrued, misconstrued my quote or things like that. This piece was like, totally written by her, but the yeah. cover, like the cover of the magazine title was what she took issue with. And those are always written by, you know, people that that's their job to get like a clickbait headline. And so they did not um, have the appropriate context or represent her in the right way with that. Yeah. So she posted on Instagram. I worked with New York magazine very closely on a cover feature where I was given the opportunity to tell my story and share my experience with the bachelor franchise. It was deeply personal, but I felt it was important to share while it was very collaborative experience. They decided to misrepresent me with the headline that was chosen for the cover. Those are not my words, nor are they a reflection of how I feel. In fact, it is in stark contrast to the context of the piece. For me, it was very disappointing and disrespectful that the very notion I was trying to refute was used against me by the publication for a clickbait headline. My truth and my thoughts are told on the inside of the magazine, which I am very proud of. And I hope you all read. Right. So just ignore that headline. Um, she didn't blow up the bachelor. Um, <laughs> they did it to themselves. So, um, yeah. And even just, some of like the little things that just kind of confirm these things that we know about production, but a lot of leads will, you know, when they're under contract, they'll be like, Oh no, like we totally have control over who we send home and we're not influenced in any way. But just like things like she would say when they would, they specifically would tell her like, no, you can't let another black man go tonight or like this. You have to have a one-on-one -on -one with this person so we can get this story out. Like, she talked about the guy Will on her season who didn't seem like she wanted to even have a one-on-one -on -one with and, and that they would flat out say things like we can't even edit that you guys are hitting it off. Like they would talk about how things would be edited with them. So um, just kind of really covers so much and was really an, an interesting read as well. So also she, I don't know, I think the news came out while we were in our hiatus and we meant to do like an episode of just bachelor news that came out while There's we were so on much. hiatus, but we are lazy. <laughs> She's coming out with a book next January yeah. and I for one cannot wait to read that. I just, I think this is indicative to what a brilliant communicator she is. Like, mm -hmm. I love her on podcasts. I love her written work. I loved her on all the shows she's been on. I, I'm really excited to read that book. Yeah. I mean, if this essay was any indication, because it's going to be a collection of essays. So this felt like something that could come right out of that. So definitely. Um, also, um, we got some news last week that we forgot to talk about, too. We talked about David Spade being a host of VIP, but more hosts were named. And then I learned even a little more. So they had released like... I think four celebrities that would be hosts. And then I recently heard on the Ben and Ashley I podcast that they noted that Wells is going to be doing the rose ceremonies. So it's kind of confusing, like who's hosting what, but um, let's go through these names of celebrities. Yeah. So David Spade is one. Okay. And then we have Lance Bass. Let's see little John, right? Excuse me, I did not hear that one. <laughs> What's the name? <laughs> Let me go to the Instagram post. And then... 
it's like a gallery. So you have to swipe through. So they didn't even give it like a good format to grab all the host names. But all right. So it's um, Titus Burgess, Grace Bass, David Spade, and Lil John. I mean, I guess Lil, Lil John was on a date one time, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was with Becca and Blake with like their. Was that when they were smashing yeah. things? Yeah. Was Lance ever on? No, there was. Um, what boy band was on? <laughs> Backstreet Boys? That sounds right. That one? Um, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, and so that says throw one back because Wells Adams is joining us for another season of Paradise as Master of Cocktails, Ceremonies, and Our Hearts. I mean, sure. That sounds reasonable. Um, what the hell is going on here? What yeah. are they trying to do? <laughs> are they trying to distract us? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if, like, it seems maybe like these hosts, if they're not doing the rose ceremonies, I guess they need a consistent face. And Wells was a name that was brought up as kind of an obvious one early on just because he's already a feature down there, like a staple, mm-hmm. and has been kind of fallen to the back lately like they haven't used like as many scenes of him so seems like a good promotion for him but it's weird that it's announced now like it seemed like something maybe that was they're filming right now so maybe it was just like figured out on the fly that hey maybe david spade didn't show up tonight so (laughs) you've got to do this kind of thing i don't know oh my god i don't feel great about this i don't think yeah it seems like a a weird deviation to have so many hosts now. Yeah. Why not just have different couples come in each week and introduce a date or a line yeah. or something. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I also thought I heard Sarah Highland was like a host, but mm. Mm. otherwise no women have been named as hosts. Of course not. Why would they? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> What's the point of women? Am I right? <laughs> Uh, so uh, any other news that I'm blanking on oh, I think they came out with the the figure of Chris Harrison's um, exit package as, 10 mil sign me yeah, up yeah wasn't quite as high as we said but again hey. I would take $10 <laughs> if you're willing to PayPal me $10 I'll send you my link just yeah. kidding you don't have to PayPal <laughs> me $10 and they described it as like two years of salary. So then we kind of, okay, so he makes five mil for hosting. Can you imagine? Can you imagine make okay, can you can you imagine making five million dollars in one year? Can you make imagine making all. five million dollars over five years? Right. Can you imagine making five million dollars over ten years? Like truly all of it is mind blowing to me. And the fact that he had all these side things going on. Why did he need manly bands? Why did he need the romance book why did he need who wants to be a millionaire (laughs) just sit and rest but yeah so he's he's doing okay for himself um and then i think it was reported like he really wanted his job back but it got to the point where just the relationship soured with everyone and Mm -hmm. so the lawyer was like quick to like okay let's just get you know something going to get out of here (laughs) um yeah so that's it let's dive into this episode 
Okay, Amy, here's my hypothetical. Yes. Would you rather sit in a room and do talk about weird sex stuff? Okay. Talk about your deepest, darkest feelings or mud wrestle. Oh, man. Okay, so you're talking about the date last week. Yeah, the three dates, we, the three group dates we've seen so three far. Three dates we've seen so far. I really don't want to mud wrestle. I would really get hurt. Um, yeah. So, like we've talked about, I think in these other ones where you're sitting there, you can come up with a strategy. <laughs> mud wrestling, I would have no strategy. So, I think I would probably do the sex one, just kind of make a joke of it, um, then sitting in the circle, then mud wrestling. How about you? Honestly, I guess I'm mud wrestling. Really? Ugh, I don't want to, but I also don't want to do the other thing. I guess you can come up with a strategy for that too. Like, okay, I'm just gonna yeah. like let them win and <laughs> not even put when effort in. Kirsten had a tweet last week that she said her friends don't talk about her enough on their podcast, and I mentioned her on the Top Chef podcast, and I'm gonna mention her here. <laughs> I don't remember if it was a podcast or I was just talking to her or we were streaming something. Um but I don't know. They're talking about RHAP podcasters in like hall brawl from the challenge. And I, Oh, you know what? I think it was, Oh, I think like Ali said something about on her Instagram takeover. And I was like, Oh, I wasn't involved in that. Like nobody said me. Oh, you're right. Person was like, Haley. I was like, you're right. I have a bad knee. And she's like, yeah, to justify it. I I told everyone you had a bad knee. So it's like, great. Thanks, Carissa. Person who will be hosting Too Hot to Handle podcast. Oh, shoot. I have to watch that this week. Thank you <laughs> I for haven't started watching it. Is it, is it up yet? I think it's out, isn't it? Is it oh, up today? Sh- okay, well, well, stay tuned because I'm going to be on the fourth episode, I think. Nice. Not on the fourth episode of the television. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine if I was just holding on to the secret that I was on Too Hot to Handle? Can you imagine me being too hot or unhandled enough to be too <laughs> not a chance i would be great uh, be, at that yeah, game. Be like, i'd be like no problem i'd be like can't be wait to not make out with anyone mm-hmm. what a what a dream for me to be on vacation don't have to touch anyone and i get paid for it right uh, thrill beyond thrills <laughs> exactly. anyway the show um here's the thing um i'm I'm uncomfortable with this date, A, because it's boring, B, because it it feels like a blatant grab to make these guys emotional on television and, like, really, I don't know, what's the word? Um, Exploit them? Yeah. Exploit their emotions? Well, and we know, I was trying to think, like, okay, what's really forcing them to do it? Like, couldn't they just, you know not tell their darkest secret, but just say, you know, something that was tough in their life. And we didn't see a lot of their stories. So some of them might've, you know, just done something that wasn't, they didn't want to air for whatever reason, or they named people that uh, made it so they didn't want to air. This the person doesn't, you know, play a role in the end game of this show. But then I thought about, okay, well, Nick's there and he's like, I'm here to hold you accountable. And I'm thinking like, well, in casting, they they have to tell all these things. Like, have you ever cheated on someone? Have you ever, so? It's kind of like like Connor realizing, like, okay, I have to tell this story. I think if they told a story in casting, I think they were feeling like, okay, Nick, 
is tied with the producers that he might prod for something or they just mm -hmm. felt like it might come out if they didn't share something that they knew Katie would want to know. I don't know. I felt like there's maybe something at play there that made them feel like they had to. Um, other than it just being a date about that. <laughs> yeah. Side note to our darling listeners. Um, some of the topics we may cover in this episode are uncomfortable and uh, you may not want to hear about. And we respect you for that. So if any of the themes that were touched on in this episode of The Bachelor are not for you, well, then we love you and we'll see you next week or whatever. Um, yeah. So some of this was really dark. Um, I was very nervous during Connor's story about where that one was going. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I appreciate them being vulnerable. I wish it didn't feel so forced. Mm -hmm. Um. I have a, a lot of respect for Katie for sharing her story when she necessarily didn't need to, or um, she, because and it's it's true. So much of her like of people amping her up is like how sex positive she is, and um, she was like, "Guess what? I wasn't always like this. Um, I had to learn to do this, and this is why." And she told the she told the guys that she had been um, sexually assaulted. And she, for years, blamed it on herself. Um, and I have a lot of kudos for her for talking about that. Because, again, it's not it's a very real thing that happens to so many people. And it's not talked about on The Bachelor often, uh, especially not by the lead. Uh, we're, the, the lead we're presented is usually like a like shiny and perfect. And um, for me, Katie has been not that in a good way like she's been very much like hey i am a real person i want a real thing after this it's not for all the glitz and glamour um and i i think i think it's a story that a lot of people can relate to mm -hmm. yeah i agree it wasn't like we didn't know where this was gonna go and she felt comfortable and safe with these guys after they revealed their stories and i agree i think we i heard her promoting this episode saying you know there's something talked about that you know hasn't really come up before and i w didn't know what to expect so um i thought it was really moving and just something that she didn't need to do but mm -hmm. i think it could be helpful for a lot of people yeah, I'm proud of her. I have a lot of respect for Katie. Um, it's been it's been something that's for sure this season. Yeah. Um, what other stories would you like to touch on from? Should we talk Connors? Yeah, let's talk about Connor. Um, this was kind of surprising. He talked about how you know he was a working musician and he did a lot of piano bears and he. He uh, would drink a lot and that he kind of developed a little bit of a dependency on that. He became, um, quote unquote, not himself. Um, and he treated a lot of people in his life very badly. Yeah, he said he was very angry, didn't recognize the things that were told back to him of what he said. Um, and then he was in a relationship and then it was like one night, like 
instigating a fight with his girlfriend. And I think this is where we're like, okay, what, what where's this going to go? I was very, very, very nervous where, of where this was going to go. Yeah. And then he went to a, a party and hooked up with someone there, cheated on his girlfriend and seemed like then he was, I don't know the timeline, but then was very soon regretful, remorseful and started working on himself going to therapy, reading self-help books, um, working on the drinking and yeah, he um, didn't, he didn't mention if he was sober or not. Again, he doesn't know that to us. Mm-hmm. If he is great. If he isn't, I hope he's like following a path that, um, works for him. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really did not expect this from Connor. And I think a lot of the guys in their stories, it, it, it was it was proof to me that they're like real dudes and like they have grown from what they've gone through or what they have put other people through mm-hmm. um except one or one friend <laughs> thomas, thomas who is the absolute king of word soup not one sentence he said on this show has made any sense to me whatsoever. He hasn't answered a single question in a straight up manner. Um, who is this guy and what is he doing here? Oh, just kidding. We know he told us he wants to be the bachelor. Yeah. He straight up told us. Yeah. It's funny because it was when Nick introduced the date, like he specifically was like, okay, this is where we have to come clean about, you know, have you ghosted? Have you cheated? Have you, um, plans to be the bachelor that's just a weird thing to say as like mm-hmm. that this should be something that would come out in this circle um so obviously that I don't know if that would have come out in casting or I bet they asked these guys like well if it doesn't work out you know or something like what do you think would happen or, you know, maybe certain guys that they get that potential from. Yeah. I think they would have an inkling, but he sort of just rambled on and it was this like non speak, like <laughs> sort of like talking in circles about like, we're meant to be here and I believe in chemistry and, and then, yeah, I have red flags and you can ask me about anything and I'll tell you, but he didn't actually say anything. Literally said nothing. Yeah. So this is starting to rub all the guys the wrong way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wait, we didn't even talk. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We jumped ahead of ourselves. Whoa, let's, let's rewind. Wow. <laughs> we just totally missed the rose ceremony. I blame the way they set up these episodes. Because, <laughs> yeah, the end of the rose ceremony actually happened this episode. And so there was actually another villain earlier in the episode. Um, okay, yeah. So we left off with you know, Katie leaving the room after Carl said like, Hey, this isn't, it's, there's lots of people who are in here for the right reasons. Oh boy. The boys were mad. They were mad. And then Katie came in and was like, listen, I don't want to talk to you people anymore. Let's just go to the rose ceremony. Halfway through the rose ceremony. One of the many mics was like, Hey, we talked like we as a group talked about it. And what Carl said is not true. We are here for you. Don't listen to him. So then she leaves the room. And I think this is where having Tasha and Caitlin is really beneficial to both the Bachelorette, the TV show, and the Bachelorette, Katie, the person. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were very much like, okay, first of all, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Second of all, do you believe the boys? Do you believe Carl? Like, what do you, what is it that you're thinking? And I think she went with her gut and I think she made the right choice, not just because I despise Carl. Um, but I, I think you have to listen to the majority here, right? Well, this is something we definitely haven't seen before. We, I thought maybe Mike was going to take her away and say like, Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And then maybe like privately say something. Yeah. Um, but just like, we as a unit are speaking up because earlier he'd said like in the cocktail party, we have to protect our queen. And I'm thinking if you're one of the guys that isn't there for the right reasons, you're like, yeah, go Mike, like speak <laughs> for all of us, you know, cause she's going to trust him. And um, so then when he says that, then Katie asks, is this true? Do you guys all agree with this? And then you see like a lot of the guys nodding. Um, so she walks away, goes and talks to Caitlin Tasha. But I thought they were kind of saying, so Katie said, and I was going to keep Carl. And so they kind of were just saying, well, it's not up to the other guys. So, yeah. Yeah. So basically letting her go either way. Like she could continue if she trusts Carl mm-hmm. um, to keep him. You can't just go with the majority if that's not what you're thinking. But. Yeah, ultimately she didn't keep him. It went down to the last rows. And then I'm also thinking, you know, they have, they have to decide, you know, the producers have to know like where to point the, the cameras and yeah. who's on this list. So she had to make a swap too. So do you think that yeah. last rose that went to Aaron was, was Aaron the one that was going to be cut? No, I think it was more of like the blander dudes. Yeah. But she called those blander dudes like early on. <laughs> yeah, like Kyle's gone. Like, sorry. I did I almost cry when John left? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. 
John, call me. Now, I've heard people talk about that. He got the guys were clapping for John when he left. I thought they were clapping for Katie for sending Carl home. I thought so too. Okay. But yeah, some people also said, yeah, they just really love John. Okay, Carl's <laughs> exit. Can we talk about Carl's exit <sighs> for a hot bin? So annoying. And why didn't he say anything? Acknowledge when, her? Why, but why didn't he say anything when Mike said that? He just stood there. Why not defend yeah. himself? I don't know. <sighs> it's weird because then this later we start talking about Thomas and we're like, oh, was Carl onto something here? <laughs> was he, yeah. He, uh, was he just, you know, like predicting something and happened to be right? Um, but yeah, this was such a rude exit. I mean, we've seen rude exits before, but what was that? It was condescending. Mm-hmm. He like didn't even acknowledge, like, I don't know, but she also like didn't look at him, which was funny. But he like walked up but then put his back to her. Yeah. Stood there a while. Yeah. And then left. Not for me, thank you. No. Uh, should be interesting um, if he's down in paradise. <laughs> because. Ugh, don't remind me, Amy. Why would you do this? <laughs> These are the people that they love to cast. And they're filming right now, so nobody knows, like, kind of the edit or anything yeah Mm. that is true Mm -hmm. all right well yeah i think that was the right move of katie though right i I would i definitely think so we didn't need any more i think we saw what we needed to out of carl so yeah we resume the rose ceremony um she calls um did you know there was someone named david on the show how about um hunter we did get more of this coming episode connor c is still there she calls him um mike p that's the one um who made the comment um she comes back and calls michael um the other michael (laughs) connor b the cat uh courtney Trey, Trey was really riled up about um, Carl. He was like, had a lot of like in the moments, like you better not mm-hmm. be here. You're gonna wish you weren't. Um, Justin, Justin's been getting a lot of attention for facial um, expressions. So with Thomas and Carl, Andrew M, um, he's still there. Don't know who he is. <laughs> I'm hot, Andrew. No, isn't that Andrew S? He already Andrew the hot Andrew already had the rose. So we had okay. Greg, Andrew, and Thomas already had roses. Christian, Josh, also another who's that? A lot of people making it to week four without we have no clue who they are. Um, Brendan, I only really know because he's the Canadian. Then um, James and Aaron. So we said goodbye to Kyle, the redhead Garrett, John, and Carl. Um, yeah, I think they were clapping for her because then Hunter, there, he, I have in my notes that he said something like, she cleaned house just like she did last week. That's my girl. So I think they yeah. all just felt like, oh, yeah, she trusts us. And yeah, I she's doing the so. right thing. All right. So, yeah, the group date. 
was Aaron, Courtney, Connor, B, James, Thomas, Hunter, Brendan, David, and Justin. So interesting to kind of see who was chosen to go on the state because you think you would select people that you're curious about or think they might have something to hide. Um, but I, I'm kind of surprised we didn't get a lot of airtime for other people's stories. It seemed to kind of focus on Hunter. Um, and then Connor, obviously, and Thomas. We saw a little bit of Aaron, but other than that. Um, I feel like Aaron had his peak last week when I liked him for about 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> I'm done again. Yeah. Um, we learned about Hunter that he was divorced and kind of he has two kids and he feels a lot of guilt over his failed marriage and that he just didn't prioritize it. Um, so it's kind of a narrative that we don't typically hear from the the guys that come on with mm-hmm. a, a past uh, marriage. So Katie really seemed to appreciate his story as well, which could give, you know, red flags for a different lead. So I like that she at least seemed to be, you know, this was the type of date that she wanted, whether or not it's something we would want to watch or um, participate in is another story. Um, yeah, I don't really have any other stories that we saw too much of. It was kind of like, oh, I stayed together too long with a girlfriend kind of thing or something. Um, anything else you want to say about this first portion of the, the date before we get to the the social cocktail portion? I don't think so. Yeah. What was Nick there for? I mean, great question. <laughs> I thought we'd see more like Nick one-on-one with Katie. None of that. It was a little weird. Nothing. No. How many guys knew who Nick was, do you think? Um, I'm going to set the over under at three and a half. Okay. There's definitely at least one. I th- I'm going to peg um, that Hunter is the super fan. It seemed like he knew more more of Nick's story. Yeah. Maybe Courtney as well. Seemed to know who he was. But uh, let's see. Then second part is where we see this kind of emerge with Thomas. Like all the guys have someone new to focus on. and. Um, I guess what it was is that the one thing he did say that you could pull from his his speech in in the round table in the circle was that when he didn't come on for Katie, he came on as oh it could be a good platform and didn't know what to expect, but now that he's here, he's in it, so the fact that he mentioned his reasons for coming on sort of like lit the fire with everyone. Yeah, and I don't, I, I mean, I really don't think he's the only one who kind of felt like that. Um, but he's the only one that admitted it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so they just came off of, like, acting like they're all there for the right reasons, except for Carl. Carl's gone, and now they hear this from Thomas. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he's wrong for saying it, but maybe just his delivery on everything else was concerning um so he gets his one-on-one time with katie and she calls him out on okay so you mentioned that you have like you're an open book 
that there's some red flags that you're willing to talk about. What are they? And he doesn't say anything. He truly, there is not one syllable that came out of his mouth that was like, yes, this is correct. Right. (laughs) I mean, I really can't even describe how he was answering her. It was, again, talking in circles and really like lovey-dovey things. Um, But he seemed a little caught off guard. Um, They didn't like make out at the end of that (laughs) talk. I think he knew that it wasn't going over super well because she'd be like, okay, but what's something specific? Like she really like, she, he was like, well, you can ask me anything. <laughs> she goes, but I don't really know what to ask. If I don't know what the context is of these red flags. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I did like that. She didn't, didn't totally accept these answers, but if he's just gonna give these kind of answers, you can't, what else can you do? Yeah, really? So then Thomas leaves that conversation not feeling great about it and said like oh i don't get rattled why did i get so rattled i have to go back and talk to her um so then she's talking to aaron aaron's talking about his dad having a stroke which is something i think he touched on um in the circle that they were talking about like a relationship that he had at the time with someone else that was going through something similar um so he's getting into the serious conversation and Thomas is in the back, like pacing back and forth, like pacing, yeah, like in a creepy way, right? So, <laughs> and then later he was like, "Well, the opportunity presented itself." It's like, no, it, it no. truly did not. It was doing the opposite of that, right? So Aaron even calls out to Katie, like, oh, "I'm a little distracted." She's like, "Same." <laughs> so, um, and then he approaches and says, "Well, I just have something I have to to share with with her." <laughs> so, I thought. Here's Thomas. He's he's finally getting a clue. He's going to come back and be like, okay, I realized I didn't answer your question that you and that might have let you left you feeling unsettled. So here I am to like, here's a couple of my red flags. That's not what he did. Mm-mm, not even close. No. He decides to talk about fear and fear and love are, you know, two sides of the same coin kind of thing. And you can't have fear without love. And I don't want to say like a certain L word, but like I am feeling oh, really fearful. So is this the new uh, I'm falling? First, you're saying, like, I'm fearful. (laughs) Has he started a new trend? It's embarrassing and I'm mad. Yeah. So I think we have a new motivational speaker as well in the house. What I don't remember what his job was, but it feels a little bit like what Carl's up to as well. Just kind of like manipulative conversation. Like, it just seemed strange. Yeah. And then... But then they make out, so she seems like to be okay with it. But he was even saying, like, where should we live when, we, you know, this is all done? Like, like it's going to be you and I kind of thing. So it's a lot for week three. Yeah, and she was like, you could tell she was uncomfortable because she was like, um, that's to be deterrent. Yeah, it's not the right type of date and scenario for this. And especially if you were feeling uncertain from the last conversation like i don't know maybe look into why she was feeling that way (laughs) instead it was like oh i was feeling rattled so that must mean i'm afraid that must mean i'm in love it's just a lot of leaps here for yes week three and they haven't had a one-on-one date so not that we haven't seen this before with dropping the falling in love early on but very strange so then he goes back to the guys, but Aaron has already come back and says, 
okay, uh, I was interrupted. He said he had something important to say. Um, he's in there talking to her right now. And then when they find out, Thomas actually tells them, yeah, I told her I was falling in love with her, which I don't think he actually said. No, I guess he didn't really, but it was still a little, little much. So then that got all the guys upset, like, oh, you're playing with her feelings. <laughs> and he even has the audacity to tell. So Aaron's like, so you're saying, you know, I thought you were going to say something really deep, really important. And, <laughs> <laughs> um you think your time is more important than mine? And he says, yeah, I do. Oh, my God. I mean, at least he's honest, right? Yeah. And then Aaron's like, well, you're really disrespecting me right now. I can't believe this. Like, please, like, don't pretend I don't exist. I want nothing to do with you. Um, and he says something like, I'm sorry that this is just something you're never going to understand, like falling in love or something. Like, you will never comprehend this. So he's just adding insult to injury there. Um, but yeah, all the guys have a new common enemy. And yeah, I think maybe the viewers as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm ready for him to be my enemy too, I think. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see which way this goes. Um, so when is it that they kind of all confront him? It's back at the house, right? They start comparing stories. And they hear, like, some guys are saying that, well, he told me he said this, and he told, that's different than when he said he was falling in love with her. So, um, and then isn't, it's Hunter that speaks up this time for the group. And they all sort of call him out back at the house when they're waiting around for something. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, we don't trust you and trying to make him, like, kind of peppering him with questions. And it's at some point in these questions that, like, they flat out ask, like, did you say you want to be The Bachelor? And he's like, yeah, that was something that crossed my mind. What do you, do you, like, appreciate the honesty? Do you think it's malarkey? What, what, do, you, what do you got? I mean, this seemed a bit much from the other men to, like, why they needed to... I don't like when it becomes this whole like manhunt like to the next character. Like they have to, all these guys are like, okay, this were the right reasons, please. Yeah. And so it seemed a little bit like maybe just let Katie figure that out. Um, Cause he already mentioned that to her. So that's something that she can, that he was coming for a platform initially. So she could kind mm -hmm. of like delve into that a little more. Um it is honest, though, because I'm sure, like, most of those guys have thought about that. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, well, for sure. Hey, like, if it doesn't work out, maybe I'll go far and maybe something will come of this. So. Yeah, like, it, and that's where I almost can't even fault him, because I, if you're a realist, you're going on to the show and in any reality show being like, what's the chance that I, what's the percentage I'm going to win this? Like, pretty low. Mm -hmm. So what, what's the benefit of me going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they could ask, like, have you thought about going on Bachelor in Paradise? I mean, that's a really high percentage that you could, you know, have that chance. Yeah, so, true. Like, could that be the new thing that's like, okay, your thoughts are going to go to all these different scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You're going to think yeah. about going home the first night, too. Yeah, so. and, and, and that's where I almost can't blame them, where it's mm -hmm. like, well, have you thought about being the bachelor it's like 
I mean, I've thought about a lot of things. I yeah. have anxiety. Like, I, yeah. all I do is think <laughs> about things. Yeah, it's different to be like, did you come on to be The Bachelor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know where, this is kind of the cliffhanger that it ended on. So, we can come back to, like, what we think will happen next week. But let's talk about the other date that we did see, which was a one-on-one for Michael A. Um, so this was like, he didn't, it was one of the ones who didn't get a date and I don't know. I wasn't like clamoring for him to get the one-on-one, but they have like, they had a cute connection and before this, and I was really pleasantly surprised by like the depth of where it went and it was a really sad story. Um, wasn't expecting that. Um, we just knew that he was a dad. A dad. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't know the backstory. Um. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm in the same boat. Is that I was not totally sure how to take Michael. Um. I don't know. I I just wasn't sure. And now I'm now I'm I'm a sucker. I'm sold. Yeah. Um. So he basically married his college sweetheart. Met her in 2000. I think he said or they were together for 16 years um and they got married and had a son and then when the son was seven months old his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer and she died two years ago so probably when her son was about two um really really terrible and heartbreaking so he shared the story with Katie. Thank God he wasn't in that date. <laughs> he was in yeah. the circle. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Well, and I also was a little surprised, too, because we did see him telling the story to a couple of the guys, like, back at the house, mm-hmm. just kind of prepping us for it, I guess. And I thought, oh, like, is he going to get cut really soon? And he won't even tell Katie. And that's just, like, they're just yeah. like, using that story when he's talking to the guys about it. So, um, yeah, he mentions it to Katie, and I um, love how they're able to connect about it. She wasn't like thrown off by it, and she wasn't intimidated. And I think that, um, I again, I feel like we don't talk a lot about like grief in this show, and mm-hmm. so far this season. As as long as all parties are consenting and talking about this grief, I think they've done a decently good job at presenting that. Um, and I love the way that Michael said that. How lucky is he that he gets to like fall in love like that twice? Um, and I think she was really moved by that. And I think Katie's uh, strong enough and level-headed enough. And I think Michael is a a good enough partner where you would never doubt that you would never compare it. Um, and she left that date being like, if, if we got as far as being in love, our love would be completely unique. And that doesn't take away from their love story, nor does their love story take away from our love story. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I think from, you could just tell that he was in the right place. Like it was just so honest and, that like he knew it would be hard but he's doing 
really it for his son. Like his son mm-hmm. deserves to um, see his dad happy and like for him to like be the best dad he can be is to like have that um, back in his life. And um, like, it's not a replacement or anything, um, but he's just kind of honoring her legacy, but also like not giving up on himself. And I also liked how he, like he has this perspective on marriage too. So when um, he talked about, he just had all these really good quotes, like, and she really liked them as well. Like where he said, like, you talk about how this ends in an engagement, but really it begins in an engagement. She was just like, I love that. You know, and you just see that he knows, you know, yeah, we've never seen it from that perspective. Mm hmm. Yeah, you can tell he's there for the right reasons. He's there um, to explore um, a new relationship and get himself back out there and, you know, see if he can, like, feel those feelings again. Um, Because he also said, like, that was the only person he said I love you to before. So just, like, that was his only real serious relationship. And it was so much of his life. And, um, and Katie talks about like, she knows the weight of the roses that she gives him because it's also extending the rose to James, his son. So he felt, you could tell that Michael was really moved by that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the end of the episode, we saw like a really funny scene with them. So it wasn't all like their only connection is on these like really serious, like heavy topics that they were able to joke around. Yeah. Like he was able to kind of make fun of her when she deserved it a bit like mm-hmm. you know she was like is this o'brien's belt and he's like no it's not an irishman like yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah he's definitely quick-witted too and um so a great addition to the cast i think so oh definitely um i'm buying i'm buying him more than i was a couple, yeah a late last week yeah. or the week before but he did this is the second week in a row where he asked permission for the kids so i feel like it's really a bad move when you've already asked permission once and you've already kissed i don't think you need to ask permission again but hey consent is good but yeah they're um they're at that point where did you like her answer yeah she's like yeah get over here like (laughs) i think she's over it she's like hey like you're good (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah very cute um and then let's see anything else that I'm not thinking of. I know we're all over the place in terms of order of this episode. but I'm pretty disappointed that we are playing games with the episodes. Mm. Like the to be continued? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's par for the course this time around. We do get a we do get a question about it. Okay. So I won't ruin that but let's go to that. And did we get our updated draft as well? We did. Thank you, George CTV. What would we do without you? Honestly, we would not draft. <laughs> That's true. It just would not exist. No. Um, let me pull that up. Here we go. All right. So the results are in. Amy has the lead with 53 points and seven draft picks left, including new frontrunner Michael. I didn't even know I had Michael on my team. <laughs> <laughs> what Ooh, a thrill it always exciting. is yeah so I got those points <laughs> um, Haley is second with 42 points dropping to 7 left after Kyle was sent home Kyle we never knew ya and Brian has 37 points losing 3 more only 4 
left. So Brian still has, um, David was his first pick, but I feel like David has so little airtime. Um, yeah. But Brian and has that- Greg. Greg was the one who went to her after, like, when she was really upset. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. And yes, Hunter. And, and, uh, and he said he was embarrassed, but I, I'm holding firm on my theory that I think Brian has just felt bad for me for many years of my terrible drafting. <laughs> so he's just like purposely tanking. Mm, that's something. Yeah. He can run with that story too, if he wants to. <laughs> right. Like he's just such a nice guy that I feel like he would do anything to make me feel better about myself. Yeah. Including tank Maybe. his own game. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Just my theory. She says. Just my theory here. (laughs) George says, it's not easy to fall behind both Haley and Amy in these drafts. Consider it an accomplishment. (laughs) Uh, First of all, (laughs) (sighs) we try. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, we also got some interesting. more info from Noel Lynn on Twitter um, saying over 10% of New Mexico's population is Native American and the Hyatt Regency Tamaya is located within the boundaries of Tamaya Reservation and it is owned and operated by the reservation. It was closed most of 2020 due to COVID. So that might be why the menu was reportedly limited. So yeah, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. <laughs> they just haven't been able to stock up. Um, but I thought we should have seen more of that. Like they haven't given any acknowledgement to that. Well, yeah, because then Sarah Sarah Nor replied, like, would have left for production to have given any kind of recognition to the land they were filming on, and I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been interesting. Um, I it would have just been a, a good opportunity to. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't even know. It just would have been a good opportunity to uh, help people learn about one of the many indigenous cultures. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so let's hope that at least one of the dates will. Um, and like, not like, a, like, not like an attacky way. Right. Like I don't want the, you know, I don't want it to be like exploitive or anything which i mean that's like asking the bachelor to not put their shoes on like toes first like all they know how to do right um so let's just jump into uh more questions we did get one on twitter as well um a dang mary kill <laughs> from jocely on twitter jocelyn she says ding mary kill aaron thomas and carl and no you can't kill them all aaron thomas and carl uh, sorry i have to kill carl he drives me nuts mm-hmm. i think i would marry aaron because i think maybe he does have good intentions mm-hmm He's I have a ding legs. Yeah. Josh? Thomas. Thomas, but a lot of people have compared him to Josh Murray. Oh. So Thomas, I would yeah, I would ding because he's it he's he's, he's fairly pretty. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the right answer. All right. More listener questions. Bring these up. If you have a long form question, Haley, where can people send those? bachelor wrap up at gmail.com all right so here's a long form one from george 
Hi, ladies. So Carl was the villain and got sent home. Then everyone said maybe Carl knew what he was talking about after all when Thomas confessed to coming on the show for not right reasons. Was Carl actually wise to Thomas and just didn't call him out? Or was Carl clueless about Thomas? All right, let's start there. Why can't it be both? Yeah, I don't think he was. I think he was playing the odds. I think Carl was like, I'm not here for the right reasons, so obviously I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just waiting, you know, for someone to come forward and sort of acting like he knew, like overheard something or something. Um, and then he says, okay, more serious question comment here. An idea I tossed out to my wife after last week's show with Katie and Greg bonding over sharing about the loss of their fathers. Perhaps one aspect of people going on the show and falling in love is more that they are 20 and 30 somethings who have emotional trauma they have never dealt with in their life. They go on the show, isolate from the world, and open up to someone about personal topics in their life and end up confusing the emotions of therapy with emotional love. Also, this week, after seeing the guys and Katie on the group date all bonding over their shared stories, I question if that will put them in a better position than the guys who were back at the resort and left out of the group date. I was wondering how or when Katie's story would be shared with the second group of guys. Thanks, as always, for a great podcast. Um. That last point is very interesting. Something I didn't think of. We're right. gonna have to keep an eye on that, right? Because it's not their story to tell to come back. Like, oh, this was revealed at the date, right? Yeah, and yeah, they know something more about her. She kind of trusts them more, mm-hmm. depending on what they were able to share. Yeah, and open up. And then the point too about confusing the feelings with love. I think that happens a lot i think i've heard caitlin bristow talk about that like on crystal season like once you're in that bachelor bubble you're just like you think you're in love and you are like it's kind of like therapy but you're not with trained therapists so that's or you can do what i did which Mm -hmm. was find a dude with very little trauma to balance (laughs) out your significant amount of trauma and he doesn't know how to deal with it well (laughs) (laughs) And I go, let's talk about these like traumatic things. And he's like, Haley, I don't have the time for that right now. <sighs> Marriage is fun, guys. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> you know, I, I tweeted this, but we've we've found a new game this week. Oh yeah. Um. So last week we got our house painted. So a couple weeks before that, the painter dropped this huge book of paint swatches uh-huh. off at our house. Okay. So what we've been doing is Ethan will re- read a color off the index and we have to guess what color it is. And then we find the swatch in the book and see if we're right. Oh, wow. This seems like an early quarantine game. It does. It does, doesn't it? But, you know, all things just come back around, don't they? Yeah. It's our new lifestyle now. So, like, yeah. What games can we survive off of? <laughs> Do you ever propose alternative names if you don't agree with the color name? No. Hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. <laughs> Expansion pack. He also talks about like playing that game on Twitch one day. Like can Ooh. you can you imagine? Like you have <laughs> nothing better to do except watch us get guess paint colors. Right. <laughs> uh, it's better than watching paint dry. That's true. It's one step above that for sure. (laughs) 
All right, next question. Justin Feinberg, why is the show so much better at casting and or producing men than it is women? How is it by episode three of The Bachelorette? We get all these deep, complex stories of these men. But on The Bachelor, we are treated to pointless fights between women about champagne or a bullying storyline dominating the entire episode. Is it the cast of women being on average younger than the cast of men? Is it producers encouraging the women to get into petty fights more while they encourage men to open up and share their feelings and backstories more? Is it selective editing that highlights fights on The Bachelor but highlights openness on The Bachelorette? Some combination of the three. As heavy as this episode was at times, it was a world of difference between the third episode of Peter's season and the third episode of Matt James' season. Great. I have, I have a theory. Okay. And this is pretty out there, so I'm not sure if you're going to agree with it. Okay. Sexism. <laughs> Just plain old run-of-the-mill sexism. <laughs> that is really out there. <laughs> I think we expect women to be cattier um, and when they open up and share things like we're like, eh, they're just being emotional. Yeah. Like when these guys are like sharing their emotions, we're like, oh, a guy who would willingly hug another man. How sexy. I love a man that can tell us one thing every three years about himself. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I, I, I do think, Justin, that you know all of the points you made in that Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. i think they are younger i think the producers are encouraging that um but i just also think that they're presenting those stories to us like we want to see the camaraderie with the men and the women Mm -hmm. but and, and it's funny ethan said to me the other day he's like i much prefer watching the bachelorette because the men are just chill and they're here to have a good time. And I like the way that they interact with each other. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's the patriarchy, man. And that's <laughs> all it is, really. Yeah. I'm sure there's other things, but they're all attached to the patriarchy. <laughs> I was going to say, don't at me to people who don't agree with that. But like, again, people have given up on us six years ago. If they don't like our shtick. <laughs> Very true. We do have that benefit over everyone else on mm-hmm. the RGP network. Mm-hmm. That is true. Benefit of being here since the beginning of rap. The grandmothers. <laughs> All right. The next question is from Jeremy Hamilton. Even the production reportedly wrapped early this season. Are they still trying to squeeze out the normal number of episodes? by stretching out the content they do have. It's wild that we didn't even get to the second group date this episode. That's exactly what's happening, and I'm annoyed. (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. Put a recap episode somewhere in there, if you're really (laughs) desperate for an extra app. Yeah. We'd still cover it. We'd be truly angry about it, but we would. Right. No, we wouldn't. Would we? Maybe. We probably would. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, Jeremy Hamilton also wants to know which guy do you think got Carl's rose since Katie said she planned to give him one if she just cut him without adding anyone else back in they would have had an extra rose on the tray right okay right. I've decided okay it's Garrett but he didn't get one. Oh, never mind then <laughs> um I think it's Connor C yeah I think that's fair <laughs> Yeah, because usually they make a big point of like taking a rose away, and that would have been very dramatic. Yeah, w- oh, yeah, they should have done that. Christine Nick, is it possible that having two previous bachelorettes heavily heavily involved in filming is helping to prevent ongoing antics from bad seed contestants like Carl and the others Katie has quickly let go? It seems like production usually requires that these guys be kept around, but Katie has been kicking them out immediately. I wonder if more of a female perspective from women who have been through this before is changing the culture within production. It's a welcome change and eliminates the monotony of the same conflict being dealt with again and again. Well, I also think it's probably a product of Katie being Katie, and she's a little bit older than our last couple of bachelorettes. Um, I think she's a little more um, comfortable in what she wants and what she needs and what she's here for. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not she's not getting swept up in things as much. Right. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's all good things. We don't need to see, you know, another week of Cody, another week of Carl. And maybe Thomas is the next one on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. But I think it's easy when like you're like, OK, this guy's stirring up drama and he's not like my final four, you know, but if she like really likes Thomas. So, yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's like super into Thomas. Mm-hmm. Kristen Zook, am I the only one worried that Michael A is too good for this world in parentheses franchise? They're definitely <laughs> going to chew him up and spit him out without a second thought or make him The Bachelor. There is no middle ground. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable worry. But again, he's like, what, 36? He has a kid. He doesn't really need this. I don't think he's I don't think he's giving up his life at home to go to like Bachelor in Paradise. Right. No. Um, Jared Silberglied, how much did Katie have to yell at production before they finally let her not give a producer rose to Carl? What I don't know. What do you think? I can't I can't decide if they love the idea of the moment of her doing this more or like wanting to keep Carl. Right. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. I think they like having things that haven't happened before. But it, yeah, it kind of ended with a whimper, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> came in with a bang. But I think they would have liked to have another week of him annoying the guys on the group dates. And yeah, so I don't miss it. But yeah, I think I think there was some back and forth for sure. Maybe that's, you know how they, we heard these rumors like Katie was difficult or something? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, oh, 
oh wow a woman standing up for what she wants being labeled as difficult a new unique perspective actually keeping the guys that aren't interesting airtime but that she might see potential with what <laughs> on this show hey, does she know who i am i know it worked for desiree like yeah. chris was like not the exciting one but they're happily married so mm-hmm. oh next week is when blake arrives <laughs> oh i for i forgot this was happening yes me too, uh, do actually. you think do you think tasha made them give her an extra $1,200 to have the conversation with Katie. Like somebody from my past is here. You reached out to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Is this going to be awkward? I... Yeah, of course it's going to be awkward. <laughs> I mean, he was really into Tasha, but I don't think she was ever really considering him. That's true. So I don't know. I'm excited for something new. <laughs> something to like something to rattle Thomas and these other guys a little more. Yeah. Um I don't know if I'd be super excited, like, ooh, Blake, like but you know, maybe he's Katie's type. He likes maybe. adventure, right? Theoretically, like I don't know. He likes traveling in between the United States and Canada in a cor- in a pandemic. He likes animals. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, um, looks like he doesn't have like a gimmicky entrance. It's just like it's more like, ooh, like I'm here, I'm here, like yeah. Although, didn't we see him do the say anything thing? Oh yeah, they didn't show it this time though. No, they didn't. So is that his entrance, or is that going to be like later this season? Like, ooh, and then he like goes up to her room, maybe. Hard to say. So many things. All right. Well, something to look forward to for next week. Um, do you have any takes from Doug for this episode? Or is oh, he given up on this? No, no, no. Doug is here. Although I didn't get Ch- Chappelle takes this week yet. We got some last week. Oh. Um, maybe I should. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to read Chappelle takes and Doug takes. Chappelle's still watching. I mean, he was Maybe. as of last week. Right. I don't think he's read this. He hasn't watched. So I'll start with Chappelle's. Okay. Let me see if I can. Oh, he. Let me see if I can find them. Um, he said, watching The Bachelorette, knowing I was completely right about Carl, my mind, um, like greater than signs. This is Chappelle. <laughs> okay. Um, let's get Mike, the gym owner, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, Katie is sex positive? What? How will she get married? How is anyone going to love her f- just for her? Why are we just now finding out this very important tidbit of information? <laughs> oh no, a sex challenge in front of Sexless Mike. So is, this is our next Bachelor, right? Chappelle, how dareest you put that in the universe? <laughs> Ugh. He's got a lot of tweets, actually. I'm not reading all of these. I have personally read all of them. But I don't want to spoil the magic. Follow at Chappelle's show underscore show on Twitter if he eventually tweets more about The Bachelor. Okay. Anyway, Doug. I missed the first hour of the show coming back from surfing. It still seemed like nothing happened. A literal tumbleweed was blowing across the screen when I turned it on. Is this the pace? Is the pace going to pick up at all? At all, or is there just nothing to do? I mean, they've been relying very heavily on on the tumbleweed this season so far three episodes in yeah 
do you like this tumbleweed better or <laughs> the cartoon tumbleweed? Did you think tumbleweed was real? Yeah. I like theoretically knew it was real, but I don't know if I've ever like seen it in action. Right. <laughs> I was very excited to see how much Katie liked Michael. Who would have thought she'd be super into a guy who awkwardly grabbed her butt grabbed her butt awkwardly, asked to kiss her, and referred to her as his pen pal. But seriously, he seems way too good for the show. When was the pen pal part? I don't remember that. Someone tweet us that. What's more inflated, Aaron's opinion of himself, Thomas's ability to bend the truth, or Blake's head? (laughs) (laughs) Thomas's ability to bend the truth is just outrageous to me. Makes me nervous. Yeah. Is Connor B some sort of alien that only gets energy by grasping the head of someone who's <laughs> kissing? It looks like he's trying to steal her soul. Yeah, those are not fun to watch. Um, your choices for cab driver are Katie, Matt James, or a self-driving car. Where do you put your trust? Ooh. I mean, I like Katie have rolled a vehicle before, so... It was horrific. That's some of that trauma I was talking about earlier. Mm, Um, And he said, can't wait to listen. And he said, please bring back the guest who does all the research on the Mm -hmm. resorts. That's our friend, Emily. And oh, and Mari. She's great, too. We've had so many great guests. Yeah. I mean, we really lucked out. I mean, by that, I mean, the class of 2020 (laughs) has just been obviously home runs. Yeah, that's that's why they got 2020 and speaking of that um also on the rehab ups uh, actually i think it was on, i think it's main feed main feed, yeah um listen to the black voices of rhap it was a really insightful wonderful podcast again like i said earlier we are not owed this but we owe that we owe the the black podcasters of rhap a listen to that podcast because their perspective on reality TV and the podcasting landscape and RATP um, is really important. These are people who bring so much value to what we're doing. Um, I'm so, so excited to have so many amazing people on our podcasting team. It's an absolute thrill. Yeah, it's so true. It was really a great listen and really shows the wealth of talent that we have as well. Yeah, just uh, like just so many brilliant storytellers, engaging hosts, um, just a lot of a lot of people to be really excited about and a lot of perspectives that I think have been absolutely necessary for so long. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, Amy, what else are you up to lately? Anything? Not much. Um, Yeah. You know, you can find me at RJP Recapper. Right? Let's do it out of order this time. <laughs> Twitter. I'll let you know if I'm up to anything new. Yeah, I don't. How about I'm you? Just podcasting for the Top Chef. Having a nice time doing that. That season's coming to an end rapidly, and I'm upset. Oh. I love Top Chef. Um, Ethan and I, you know what we started watching today? It was Ethan's choice. Hmm. Survivor Cook Islands. Okay. You're, um, you're not going in order of the countdown on RGB. I'm, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm just following the whims of my current husband. And, <laughs> you know, he's having a nice time. I really want to watch. There's a show, and I think you would like it. I haven't watched it yet. 
so I can only assume. Okay. It's called Starstruck, hmm. uh, featuring Rose Matafeo, who I love deeply from her time on Taskmaster. Again, if you haven't seen Taskmaster, you should watch Taskmaster. It's all on YouTube. Anyway, it's uh, it's on HBO Max or Crave in Canada, and it's about it's it's kind of like Reverse Notting Hill. Ooh, I'm put that on my list. Yeah, so I think. I haven't watched it yet, but I very much think I will like it. I very much think you will like it. I very much think our listeners will like it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. My Twitter and Instagram at hstrong underscore. You guys know that by now. <laughs> and that's the upcoming um, Too Hot to Handle podcast, right? Yeah. Please keep reminding me because I'm going to forget I have to record that. <laughs> it's not anything to do with the lovely Kirsten McKinnon's. It's that by brain is soup and i yeah. can't remember what day it is no like remember a year ago it was like all we had to go on was like okay what new tv show is there that i can you know schedule into my day like what can i work yeah. around so i'm gonna have to watch four episodes before friday yeah, totally do i could do it that's, yeah, not, that's not that hard i'm is excited to see i don't know i'm excited Must to be. see though like how like how they get these people do they know what they're what show they're going on you know like when it's the second season of now the concept has been out there you know like what will it comes out tomorrow good news oh, okay. it comes out tomorrow um yeah i also wonder that um it's kind of like x on the beach where it's like the first time they did it, it's like oh my god this is wild but the second time it's like okay we know what's going on here right. um i don't know maybe they think it's a completely different show yeah <laughs> Maybe they have to just bait and switch. I do love the way Netflix will have these reality series and bring people from all over the world. They did it with um, that other show that I really enjoyed. The fashion one. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. It's not making the cut. Is it Next in Fashion? Yes, yes. Next okay. in Fashion. Oh, that's also a great series. If you haven't okay. watched that yet. Watch it. Have a great time. I'm only here for uplifting television the rest of the week. That sounds good. Anyway, that's it, I think. All right. Well, as always, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back to talk all things Bachelorette and Blake's arrival next week. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.